In the wrestling world, the people are represented by two separate but unequally important groups. The wrestlers and bookers, who literally do all the hard work, and the fans, who endlessly nitpick and overanalyze everything they do. These are their stories. Hey! It's Warhorse and you need to shut your mouth, open your eyes, and clean out your ears, because it's time to listen to the Raw and Order podcast. That's right, they're bringing you the best in all that meaty podcasty goodness in one, what is it, an hour, two, who cares, who gives a shit? You need to listen to it right now, or else Warhorse is going to, I don't know, roll your ass! I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Listen to Warhorse. Listen or watch the Raw and Order Wrestling Podcast. It is that time again. Welcome back to the show. I am your host, Detective Mark Smarts, and I am joined, as always, by my partner in crime fighting, District Attorney Vincent K. Faye. What's going on, man? How are you? I am very, very impressed with your tagline. That's what mm-hmm. I am. I didn't notice that earlier when we were chatting. That, is, that, that tagline is very nice and very <laughs> we are also joined by our brother from up north, RCMP JLB. What's going on, man? Hey, hey, it goes good, Smarkshausen. It goes good. It goes good. Aside from Ronda Rousey and Goldberg being in the picture again, it goes good. Yeah, that's good. Uh, uh, that that could be the entire show. To be perfectly honest, is fucking. It's it seems like it seems like it's every year. That WWE just decides, well, it's fucking time to trot Goldberg out again. Oh, it's almost like there's a contract involved, man. Contract schmontract, right? Here's the deal. If WWE wanted to, uh, they could get out of that contract with Goldberg anytime they wanted, right? Those contracts are heavily favored for them, right? So they could just say, oh, yeah. hey, hey, Goldberg, we've decided we're not going to use you anymore, you know. Um, but they don't. Instead, they're like, oh, it's fucking February now. Um, looks like we got to trot Goldberg out for the show in Saudi, Saudi Arabia, Arabia and have him beat up on one of our biggest stars in a short amount of time. Oh, he's not going to beat up on Roman. He ain't leaving that place with a, with a belt. You know, I, I, I normally have been confident on it, but I don't know because here's the deal. I, I I even said this before Royal Rumble and maybe even in the after Royal Rumble thing. I was ninety percent certain. I and you know, still there's a part of me that is that uh uh Brock is not beating is not winning the title at Elimination Chamber. But every week that goes on, every day that goes on, I get a little bit less certain on that. Like there's part of me that thinks they're going to take the belt off of Bobby Lashley after a month and put it back on Brock just so they can have it be title versus title at WrestleMania. And what's bigger than, than Brock versus Roman Brock versus Goldberg title for title, which it was supposed to be technically, I think like three years ago or something Mm -hmm. or two years ago. Right. So, so, but anyways, we will get into all the podcasty, meaty goodness of, of professional wrestling uh, over the course of this next hour or two or whatever. Who gives a shit? Um, but uh, first, I always like to take Roll the time to bring up 
bring up that Raw and Order is part of the Tatnus Co. Podcast Network. So you can, uh, once the show's over, go down to the doobly-doos. There's a link to tatnusco.com. Check out the other podcasts there. Um, tell them we sent you. Uh, great shows there. So um, we're also looking to get Tatnus on probably for the WrestleMania recap uh, review. So uh, that's what we're kind of hoping for. So um, if you weren't around, it was a little over a year ago, maybe two years ago, we did the Tatnus Co. show. Jesus, has it been two years now? I think it was two Fuck, years. Fuck, time flies. Fuck. We've been in this pandemic for a hot minute. so Yeah. Um, <laughs> but so we're going to try to get Tatnus on so we can talk WrestleMania. And, and I and... feel like it was before pandemic. So definitely more than two years. It might have. I mean, it was still, you know, I mean, we well, I, I do remember it was before we were live streaming because we were still using Skype to record. So, word. <clears throat> but, but so yeah, we'll we'll we're trying to get him on. Uh, he'll be able to tell you about his projects that he's got coming up, and then we'll talk about the shit show. I mean, the uh, wonderful show that WrestleMania will be. Because I'm super confident. But on this show, we're not talking about WrestleMania yet. Because it ain't nope. happened yet. We're talking Not about yet. this last week in professional wrestling. The good, the bads, the uglies of professional wrestling this week. Um, so I open it up. Does anyone have, have a topic they want to talk about first and foremost? I mean, we already started talking about Goldberg. So if that's what we want to fucking go on. We also started to talk about very nice, very evil already. And that's a good fun way to start that's, things that's off. Always it's been one. now two weeks, not just one. So if we can't count the first week. He, he did technically appear on Dynamite and and he cursed John Moxley, but it was not successful. John Moxley still won that match. Very nice, very true. evil. Will he be in a wrestling role do you, there? Do you think he'll he will wrestle? Um, he uh, he'll probably have a similar um, overall like first year to to like an Orange Cassidy, where he starts off in a supporting role, and then eventually gets moved into some wrestling here and there. Um, you know, the, the simple fact is, anyone who's a Danhausen fan will tell you, uh, it'll be at a long time if ever before he's in the main event picture <clears throat> he he may not ever be in the main event picture oh, and and most designed that way. and and most fans of his would probably be fine with that cuz his his gimmick is designed around entertainment and not necessarily chasing the gold um right. i mean it's chasing the teeth and the monies uh but what he will do is he'll sell an absolute shit ton of merch um, like uh, uh, I'm, I'm talking a metrics shit done. None of this standard American shit. No, does. no. Um, because uh, I think when I checked, and I'll have to check again, but uh, his shirt uh, was one of the top Second selling shirts. Second to CM Punk ever for AEW on debuting week. Um, it it was I, I I what I don't know is if it stayed there because the last time I checked he still had like two days oh, left shit. in the week, um, and so very so, elite, very oh, oh, elite. Yeah. and it's a nice shirt. It was a nice shirt. I almost mm-hmm. considered purchasing one. Almost, yeah. it's a nice <laughs> shirt. I I kind of wish they would have brought some of his because he's got a pro wrestling tees store that uh, has its own merch up on it. Um, and none of it has AEW on it because it's from before. 
but he had one where he recreated the CM Punk uh, logo, but instead of stars, it was teeth because he usually comes to the ring with a jar of teeth um, and and then his face in the middle. Um, mm. It's pretty epic. But um, but yeah, I don't I don't know. Um, I'd have to check to see if it ended up being second or 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 beating out CM Punk. But uh, either one way or another, it's close. Uh, it's, oh, you know. I got a perfect crime. We'll start okay. it off wholehearted and light. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, probably one of the best matches that it is going to be. It is going to be Wootacular. Ladies and gentlemen, Naomi gets a championship match next week on SmackDown versus Charlotte Woo Flair. I, I thought you said this was going to be a fun one. It's a fun one. It's a fun, lighthearted one. It's got Charlotte Flair and Naomi in it. Naomi. Well, I mean, um, so obviously they are going to, I imagine, continue this. Did you know with... Naomi spelled backwards is I moan? Is what? Spell I it yourself. Moan. I <laughs> moan. That's fair. Um Yes, so I imagine they're going to take the Naomi uh, Sonia Deville thing to Mania. Is that what they're doing? Unless it's going to be a Saudi Arabia thing, because she's obviously not going to win against Flair. Rousey is going to somehow interfere in that because they keep flipping and flopping over the Rousey scenario. She's facing Becky, she's facing Flair. Now we know she's facing Flair, and I still think that was like a last-minute decision. Maybe, maybe, just maybe, hmm. WWE will realize that triple threats at, at WrestleMania tend to be pretty good. Tend to be pretty good. They're not 100%, but do tend to be pretty good. And maybe they'll make that into a triple threat, which would allow them to build a Charlotte-Ronda Rousey feud over something other than the title. They haven't built a good feud over something other than a title in a long time. Well, we both know that can't happen since Rousey just won her Royal Rumble. So if they were thinking that, hey, guess what? Rousey wouldn't have won the freaking Rumble. Why so would they do that? They did, it to, they did it to Batista with Daniel Bryan. Well, I, I think I think JLB's argument is if they were planning on building a feud that wasn't title related, they wouldn't have had Rousey win the Royal Rumble because they would yeah, have exactly. needed the excuse of her oh, getting a title. Yeah. No, I, I don't think they'll actually do that. I just they have an oh. opportunity to pivot with these overrated characters. Yeah, we'll get to that in a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then um, you degrade Sasha Banks by Flair saying, I guess I'll pick someone who's not even here, Sasha Banks. Like, I'm just like, bro, why do you keep downgrading your talent? I did enjoy the my baby is more beautiful than yours with her pointing to the belt in classic Charlotte Flair heel character. Uh, you don't watch SmackDown. Do you know what I'm referring to? No. Okay, so basically, she said Rousey was saying, "Hey, I didn't travel through a, I didn't travel on a plane through a storm, uh, with my baby just to chat. I'm ready to fight." And then Flair makes a remark, "Well, my baby is prettier than yours," yeah. uh, kind of thing, and that makes Rousey get all I, mad. And I gotta be honest, even if I did watch SmackDown live, I probably would have 
tuned out that segment. Tuned out. It was a great burn. Use, it was a, use that it was a great for burn a just for Charlotte. It was the last segment, though. So okay, yeah. Then I, I would have been probably. putting my, my daughter to bed because I don't give, no, I don't give sure. a fuck about Charlotte or Ronda Rousey. Don't I just thought it was a, a great line. Me neither. Right. Both Thanks. the Rousey segments were god-awful. Um, it acts, she just doesn't care. Like, give me a person. I think I said this last week too. Give me some kind of personality. Very evil. Um, very, very Natalia esque with her personality. Like, oh, there's another piece. I set another world record, which I don't even get what she set. What world record did she set? Most appearances in the women's Royal Rumble. Okay, Yay. and it's going to be in the Guinness Book of World Records. That's a thing that's going to happen too. Like she's in the book of Guinness. It's a book verified of record. Yeah, she she is. Uh, in you can terms be on of... the on the Guinness website without being in the book in the published book. Yeah, she was showing well, the book though on SmackDown. Well, maybe they're going to publish it. There's only yeah. so many Royal Rumbles, bud. Yeah, she also holds. Um, as of November 2021, the world record for most WWE wins in a career for a female with, at the time, it was 641. Um, and most WWE losses in a career yeah. <laughs> for a female. Um, and that was the third world res- record that she had. And now she's got a fourth. So. Did I? I think I have. Oh no! But it wouldn't be that book. Was it eliminations or, or uh, appearances? Um, I'm Jeez. still trying to find. Anyway, she. Uh, I mean, what? What a shit way to say, "Hey, you married me," but we lived. I've been here forever. <laughs> Sorry, Uncle Brett. Where did he go? Okay, yeah, that makes sense. I only um, have the 2021. Guinness World Record for most non-Americans in a match at Madison Square Garden. Apparently, she also has that. So she's at, got five world records now. Five world records. Yeah. One tied with others. But um, again, that's another snooze fest. Don't care about. <laughs> I mean, oh, I just—it was the worst segment. Like, here's here's my segment that, that frustrated me this week. If you're Kevin Owens, how do you feel? You just signed this contract. They won't even put you in elimination chamber, man. Oh, I'm I'm sure. He's... And you're Seth Rollins's bitch. I'm sure he's crying himself to sleep on his $2 million a year. Um, This is his pillow made of solid gold. I mean, I guess I'd cry if I had a pillow made of solid gold. That's got to be, (laughs) got to be hard. Well, I mean, it's softer than the other metals. At least it's not iron. Could be a pillow made of lead because then it hurts and uh, gives you (laughs) cancer. Non-malleable. But anyways. So um, I I will pivot to talking about something that I think pivot 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 to talk about something that I think we will all say um, we enjoyed and that's AEW Dynamite. 
Um, and there may be nitpicky things here and there about Dynamite, and then Rampage is also. But it started off with the Wheeler Yuta versus John Moxley match, which was supposed to be Brian Kendrick versus John Moxley. Uh, but we might get into the shitstorm that was uh, Brian Kendrick's week um, later. But Wheeler Yuta versus John Moxley was a heck of a uh, match. It really that was, was good. a fire match. Um, yeah. And I've liked Wheeler Yuta ever since they started using him. Um, I think, you know, kind of shoehorning him into the best friends. Um, I don't know. I don't know if that was the best usage of him. But I think after this was what I, I want to give AEW, like, all the credit in the world for this. They... Yeah, I don't want to say uh... I don't want to say swerved us, but swerved us, right? I don't know a single person who going up to this week didn't think they were building to a John Moxley versus uh, Brian Danielson match, right? Or Samuelson, if you want to. Or Brian well, Samuelson, yeah. Great, give me the character. I I think that is going to happen though. It, they're it, not going to be a tag team. It it might eventually, but this was still such a swerve to have Brian Danielson come out and instead of challenging John Moxley to a match, say, "I I want to team up with you. I want to start, for lack of a better term, raising the next generation of right. of wrestlers with you. I want think how great it could be if you and I started training Wheeler Yuta." or Daniel Garcia, or, you know, and instantly I was like, oh, no, I do want to see that. Mm -hmm. I want to see that right away. I, I did I, say that as well, but I was like, that's what I want. Team? Give it. I don't, I don't care about the tag team part. In, in the end, it's the mentorship, right? Effectively, they can be like Sting to these younger ones. It's Sting! It's Sting! Uh, they can be like Sting to these people uh and and come out and maybe occasionally team with them sort of a thing but team with the younger people but be like arn anderson and sting the these older generation wrestlers who come out mentor these these ones and lead them to greatness and uh, effectively be be a better version of the matt hardy gimmick right now the matt hardy gimmick is i'm taking these people under my wing and i'm going to earn lots of money this is no i'm taking people under my wing and i'm gonna teach them how to be better wrestlers um and i i just like yeah i you give me that that's what i want i want to see that please 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 i just don't see moxley doing it which is why it's just not gonna work like i i could see brian brian danielson doing this no problem but moxley is just kind of like a not a mentor kind of guy kind of guy like eh, i'll do whatever the hell i want you know, so. I th I think Moxley can be whatever kind of a guy uh, he wants to be, and um, if he wants to be a mentor, he will mentor, and I'm just totally fine with that. Um, but uh, but one way or another, I you know even if it doesn't last very long, even if it's a short term thing, I mean mm -hmm. AEW has shown us they've got no problems doing something over a long term, right? Um, uh, and so this could be something that the feud, the actual fight between Danielson and Moxley might be months off. They might have a three month period where they're mentoring kids. And then eventually they start to break down because 
Danielson wants to mentor them more in technical wrestling, and Moxley wants to mentor them more in brawling. And uh, hey, man, if they don't know how to bleed, they can't do this. Yeah, and ultimately, it's 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 an ideological battle between them, and they start fighting over that, and then eventually they have a match at Full Gear or you know All Out or whatever later on in the year. Um, I can see that, but right now, I I want to see. Wheeler Yuta, instead of hanging out with the best friends anymore, hanging out with them. I want to see <coughs> Daniel Garcia. You know, that I, I don't know if there's much in AEW I want to see more than that. Um, so, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm all for that. Um, I'm 100% for that um the other thing that happened well i mean um, there are a bunch of things happened on aew but the big other thing was the 40 minute long fucking main event between mjf and cm punk and it was everything i think we hoped it would be and more i have one minor nitpicky thing to to give it one absolutely minor thing and it's so minor i don't even want to to uh necessarily say it's it's a negative um i think they could have handled the first the 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 first he goes win out better and, yeah the first win better i think there's a better way they could have handled it um but it's so minor it's so so minor i don't even want to talk about it um i i just i it was it was fucking everything it needed to be because now mjf can be so smarmy and he's already been this way on twitter just so smarmy saying i beat you <laughs> twice i didn't just beat right. you once i beat you twice that night. yeah um and because of that i am better than you um, the only thing that didn't come to fruition with that particular uh, feud, that particular uh, match, was, was I was with is the Wardlow, um, and and they they really teased it again. But then in the end, Wardlow was the one who helped him win the final match, and I I, I was so certain that this was going to be the final, the payoff to the the Wardlow finally turning on him. But they're apparently going to keep that going a little bit longer. So, uh, yeah. yeah, that's kind of the only thing. I guess it was a nice swerve because I truly did expect Wardlow to um, basically turn. Uh, wasn't crazy on the ending of how with the ring, but what adds? It was all right, I guess. It's just, I, it, unlike WWE, this at least goes with how MJF. In the storyline, yeah, I, so, yeah. I think the only thing with the ring, I, I think on air it could have been less subtle, right? Because they actually had to play the replay for us to see that that Wardlow was the one who actually dropped him the ring, and I think if they oh, really snap. would have would have done it, wanted to do it better, they would have uh, had it so that the uh, the um, camera was back and and saw that he dropped the ring to him 
Um, but that's that's another like nitpicky. That, thing. that ring is way more badass than like every set of brass knucks ever. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> I mean, it is it is a seriously potent punch, apparently. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's bonkers, is what it is. Oh my gosh, so. um, but yeah, I, I would say the 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 reduced dose of Adam Colbe Bay was probably the biggest fault in mm-hmm. in um AEW. Not that it wasn't not, not that he wasn't there, just it, it just mm-hmm. you know, that's a dude I like watching all the time. All yeah. the time. Yeah, he, he was on uh Rampage. Yeah. And and a good segment for him. I I kind of assumed that the Rampage uh match was gonna be relatively short and it was uh if only because Rampage is just a one-hour show, and they announced right. four matches for the show prior to uh, Rampage. And I'm like, okay, something is uh, not going to um, take very long, or maybe maybe multiple things will not take very long. Yeah. Um, and it, a couple things didn't take very long. Um, there's, there's one thing on the Dynamite show that I want to talk about. A lot of people are calling it a botch. Um, if you watched, you might also call it a botch. I, I don't think it was a botch. I think it was intended, but I do think, uh, that commentary could have been a little bit better about, uh, it. and this wasn't in MGF. This was actually in the Ruby Soho versus Nyla Rose match. And it featured into the finish. Uh, um, Ruby Soho wins to deliver her. I, I can't remember what she calls it now in AEW. It was the riot kick. But the riot kick, uh, Nyla Rose was uh, sitting on the top turnbuckle, and Ruby So grabbed her arm and tried to pull her out and kick her in the face and um, and missed and hit the ground, and leading to Nyla Rose being able to capitalize and hit the beast bomb and all that stuff for the win. Um, but what... What I don't think it's a botch is if you look back at the um, prior match, the match during the tournament that um, Nyla Rose lost to Ruby Soho. She did the same move, but she pulled Ruby Soho off the turnbuckle. So, uh, not Ruby, she pulled Nyla's off the top turnbuckle. Nyla's head came out a full foot and a half forward, and she kicked her on her way down. Yeah. And with this, Nyla grabbed the ropes and didn't come forward. And so Ruby whiffed on the kick and landed. A lot of people thought it was a botch. I think if commentary had been a little bit clearer about saying, hey, look at look at this. This is the way Ruby beat her before. Looks like Nyla was prepared for it this time and and didn't allow herself to get pulled off, leading to Ruby missing the uh, the kick. Well, and, and and again, that's how you cover for those during the matches. That makes mm-hmm. such a big, big difference there. So, um, you know, it was again. You're right. It, it, if that's the worst thing that happens on your screen, it's not such a bad thing. It just yeah. it just isn't. And so, um, I don't know. I, yeah. I mean, yeah. Dynamite's doing Dynamite stuff. Yeah, it was. It was play so Dynamite good. games, get Dynamite prizes. That yeah. actually works. Yeah, 
Um, <laughs> Rampage was good. Adam Cole versus Evil Uno. Short match, but it was, I mean, did we really expect Evil Uno to, to beat Adam Cole? No. Well, I mean, after Daniel Bryan mentioned uh, Evil Uno during the thing, I'm like, oh, maybe Bryan will somehow kind of help Evil Uno uh do something on uh, rampage and thus already daniel bryan setting in motion of his mentorship but no um good match i was really shocked by uh how well i liked the starks uh Guevara match too um you mean uh the the starks versus um uh, Jay uh, Lethal not, match. Uh, Jay Lethal, excuse me. Yeah. I don't know. Starks yeah, Jay Lethal bad. match. Uh, Guevara was versus Isaiah Cassidy, and that was also a great match. So those were good, yeah. good matches, and uh, that led to uh, probably the the only like real down I can give AEW last week, and it's really more down to Tony Khan uh, because in true Carney fashion, Tony Khan promoted. Uh, rampage saying uh, that there i'm gonna have an announcement during rampage tonight and that announcement came on twitter during rampage because of course tony khan's not an active character it in aew but it was after the sammy guevara versus isaiah cassidy match tony khan announced that uh the forbidden door is not closed it is wide open and this coming wednesday someone is going to walk through the forbidden door um from another company and take place in the first round in the face of of the company or face of whatever face of the revolution that's what it is face of the revolution ladder match that's uh tournament that's gonna happen at revolution and he's gonna face isaiah cassidy and the winner of the face of the revolution uh tournament goes on to a ladder match against sammy guevara at revolution i think that's the way it is but so that led to all the speculation. But the problem is he pre-announced this before. And so everyone was expecting there to be like an announcement on Rampage of something. And it just kind of comes out on Twitter. And it's it's not even really an announcement. It's just an announcement that, hey, tune in next week to, to Dynamite. And so that makes some people a little bit, eh. Um, I'm not super eh about it but i think it's something to at least be be uh oh i mean i don't follow his twitter that religiously so i didn't know i watched rampage okay oh, you're gonna have it was being reported on i don't i don't follow his twitter so much as like the wrestling news twitters went mm. all up that were like um but i feel like it's gonna be a disappointment and it's just gonna be cody rhodes resigning no, I guarantee you it's not because you specifically said a comp- uh, person from another from company. Another company. Um, oh, did he? Okay. Yeah. And okay. and more than that, he said, uh, and that com- that person may burn the bridge with their company. Um, something along the lines of that. Um, Maybe Jeff. Jeff Hardy. And then Matt Hardy also had like an extreme video for two minutes. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go extreme and da, da, da. So it's probably Jeff. It could be Jeff. Um, I, I would like to also point out that uh, Will Ospreay is um, in the country actively uh, feuding on Twitter with both um, uh, John Moxley and Kenny Omega. And so there's a chance it could be uh, Will Ospreay chance. 
uh, Jay White's in the country. I go Jeff Hardy. Um, I'm I'm just throwing out because I I can't say it's not Jeff Hardy. I can't right. say it's not anyone. I can say that it's someone. But these are people that it could because uh, Jay White's currently wrestling in uh, Impact Wrestling, uh, and he's part of New Japan. Bullet Club. Tamatonga is apparently over here, who's part of Bullet Club in New Japan. Yeah, but they're they're playing with New Japan already, and so it does imply if you're going to burn the bridge, mm-hmm. that that you know you're lighting it on fire. You know, <laughs> like yeah, it implies yeah, that it's active WWE, which uh, would be there, ballsy. It, there is um, there is one person who could come from another company and burn a bridge with that company um, that is in the same vein as a Jeff Hardy, as in coming from WWE, and but that's Keith Lee. Because Keith Lee, when he comes, I fully expect him to light that bridge on fucking fire. Oh, right? yeah, absolutely. Molotov cocktail. Like, just yeah. Boom. <laughs> A newly married Keith Lee, mind you. Yes. Congratulations yes. to Keith Lee and Mia Yim. Mia, Mia Lee. Yeah, she better keep her. Ooh, name. I like Mia Lee. That's a fun name. That is a um, fun name. But, uh, but yeah. I thought Mia Yim's not. Just yeah. sounds better. Yeah, 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 yeah. But so yeah, congratulations <laughs> for them for their their nuptials. Oh, looks like there are quite a lot of people at that. Um, so who knows how many bridges? Well, I I think. Over. Well, I mean, I think fifty is like a thing, right? So I think now it's fifty is open. So it could have been well, fifty. No, but I'm I'm talking about specifically. Uh, People that we knew there. I said there were quite a lot of people that we knew at that. Um, so, like, current wrestlers for WWE that we know are unhappy. Like, I'm pretty sure uh, Ali was there. Um, right. Yeah, I heard Twitter mentioning Mustafa Ali. I'm like, guys, he's not going to pay Alf any contracts. Like, it's going to be someone that either is almost done or whatever, like, who's already been fired. Not, uh, they're not gonna, he's not gonna, uh, Ali Khan is not gonna pay off Mustafa Ali's contract to just get him. Like, that's not a big enough name per se. The fans would love to see him, but uh, they're not. I, yeah, I, I agree, I don't think he is, but I do think him being there is a sign that he's, um, seriously talking about it. So, um, uh, to, to answer this question, uh, came along in the chat. We do not take phone calls, but we do take chat questions. Um, so feel free to uh, pop in the chat. And um, the reason you couldn't see me is I turned off my cam. Yeah, turned off his cam for a moment. So it got a little less beautiful. I'm sorry. There's nothing we can do about but, that. So, so yep. Um, but if you have any questions, pop them in the chat. We'll try to answer them or talk about them. Um, what I wanted to share really quickly here, just to uh, because I know that um uh jlb said he didn't follow tony khan's twitter much i just pulled up tony khan's twitter so we can see the exact wording of the phrase right so it's right here in the middle he says 
With the great showing tonight on AEW Rampage, TNT title bout, Isaiah Cassidy has earned a qualifying match for a spot in the face of the Revolution ladder match with a TNT title shot at stake. His opponent will debut Wednesday and sign a contract with AEW. Isaiah versus question mark on AEW Dynamite. And then underneath it, the forbidden door can be opened for anyone from any wrestling promotion in the world. Whether or not it's a company AEW is on good terms with, even if it's someone from a company that's open for business, they are also welcome to slam the door in the face of their prior company. Um, uh, I still think it's Cody Rhodes. It's going to be that disappointing. I, I do not, because here's the, I think there's a longer storyline they're telling with Cody Rhodes, and that is too quick of a, of a finish to that storyline. Um, so uh, I so think- Sammy is still the TNT champion, correct? Sammy is still the TNT title. Um, it's okay. it's important, or maybe not. I don't know. It's interesting to note he's still coming out wearing two belts. He unified the interim, and uh, but he's still wearing two belts for whatever reason. I don't know why. Because um, I'd just go back to the one belt, because that's the better looking of the two belts anyway. So. Correct. But... Mm-hmm. But anyways, um, but yeah, no, it's it's going to be someone. I I'm nine, I am I'm gonna say I'm nine hundred percent certain it's not Cody Rhodes. I know here's if this is nine hundred nine hundred damn yes. not you are the full thousand though not a full thousand You're nine times the impossible exception nine times the impossible but not ten times the impossible correct okay. um, Just sure here's the, here's my argument here's what I say. If this was WWE, I would be 100% saying it's probably Cody. It's probably. But Tony Khan has shown over the years that he doesn't like to book those sorts of things, right? That that's the type of sports entertainment that he tries to avoid. This Cody segment is going to play out with Cody eventually getting a contract. But he's not going to hype Cody as a new person coming from another company. He's not going to do that because Cody is not new and he's not coming from another company. No, um, at least. He is, at at best, he is coming from free agency. And so if, if it was Cody, Tony Khan would have said a, a free agent is coming in. Um, yeah. But he's not. He specifically said coming in from another company. Um, so. I, well, I, just, I mean, he, he just said he's just opening it up saying, hey, anybody could come in from any company. doesn't matter. Not necessarily that the AEW okay. Dynamite he, is he, from any. He also said we'll be debuting with the company. He did debuting. say that. that. You're correct. That's so. Jeff Hardy. <laughs> so it could be Jeff Hardy. I'm not saying it's not Jeff Hardy. Uh, Jeff Hardy is 100%. Jeff, Jeff Hardy is them stepping on on the non-compete, whereas mm-hmm. Keith Lee is not. And yeah. I, thus far, they haven't touched a non-compete. Yeah, but maybe they're I, okay now, with paying the legal fines for the non. Well, the the simple fact is, um, if anyone currently in the wrestling business could take on uh, Vince McMahon's contract, it would be Tony Khan, right? And so well, I. I would and not specifically put it... with Jeff Hardy because yeah. they cited the potential for for they they implied mm-hmm. drug use being the reason for yeah. his e- even even without that even without that Tony Khan has a, a very solid standing uh, of saying that this not this 
90 day no compete is, is illegal. It's got very solid standing on that. If it goes to court, if it actually goes to court, um, he would probably win. Uh, you know, the simple fact is no competes actually rarely hold up in courts in America, just in general, right? And then when you add into it the fact that he's classified as an independent contractor, that really makes the no compete almost null and void. The only reason that people abide by it so far is A, it's usually easier to just do it than fight it, <clears throat> and B, money, right? If you don't have the money to fight it, right, to go to court, hire a lawyer, go to court, all of that stuff, um, it easily could take longer than 90 days to fight exactly. your no-compete. Um, but Tony Khan, for a, for a star of the caliber of Jeff Hardy, Tony Khan could pull out the pocketbook and say, listen, we'll have especially, you debut. Especially pending a ladder match. Mm -hmm. We'll have you debut. We will... Uh, see what's going on and you know and if and if wwe wants to i mean because here's the 90 percent chance wwe would not actually take it to court yeah well i mean so so the grounds for that is okay well we you have to pay us the amount that we were going to pay you in that time frame mm -hmm. for that time frame of that non-compete um, and and some type of punitive damages. Let's let's pretend that WWE wins that battle. If that's the case, um, that dollar amount can't be can't be. That dollar amount may very well be lower than the draw that is Jeff Hardy in a ladder match. Just the draw that is Jeff Hardy in a ladder match. Um, I mean, we still we still get excited for it. Um, so I, I, my wagers on Jeff Hardy, but, uh, but for other people, they may very well still be saying Keith Lee. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Karrion Cross could be an option. I think, Cross. I think I found something about Karrion Cross that might hold him back, but that's another thing altogether. Uh, um, apparently, uh, it's come out that the main reason that Karrion Cross and, Scarlet were were let go had to do with anti-vax stance the same reason that they let Nia Jax go. Gotcha. Uh, and I could see Tony Khan being not entirely cool with that in his locker room either, because uh, he of of the promoters has taken you know protection of his other employers employees to heart. And as someone who also is part owner of an NFL football team, as well as part owner of a uh, British football team, soccer team, um, football, football, uh, I could see him being like 100% saying, um, you know, nope, we're not going to put up with that, you either. Um, we're not going to take it. Uh Either saying just, hey, you know, um, you, if you don't want to be vaccinated, you have to do negative tests every week before you can perform. Um, and, you know, apparently WWE, uh, that wasn't good enough. Maybe it's good enough in AEW. I don't know. But, um, but well, I'm sure it was part of that was it wasn't good enough for those stars. Mm hmm. 
Well, and and ultimately, I think it comes down to if Roman Reigns, um, and I'm not saying he would be. Uh, in fact, we 100% know Roman Reigns wouldn't be this way. But if Roman Reigns, one of your top stars, came in and said, I'm not going to be vaccinated or whatever, uh, Vince McMahon might be willing to to bend, right? If Brock Lesnar said... Brock Lesnar is the better example, yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to be vaccinated. Uh, uh, goes, Vince give me a later. test before you fly and give me a test yeah. when you get here. Yeah, show me some negative tests and it'll be good. But uh, Keith Lee and Nia Jax were not to that level of stardom. Therefore... Keith Lee and Nia Jax both find themselves looking for employment. So, um, looks like we lost JLB for a moment. Um, oh, okay. He just dipped out. I don't know why. I put my hand up on your hip. When I dip, you dip. Um, so, dip. so he's going to miss oh. me debuting. Damn you, Gunther. Damn you, Gunther. I'll make it a little bit bigger. Go this way. Damn you, Gunther. Which has Damn little to do with Gunther, but it's very funny that it mm-hmm. has Gunther on it. Yep. You, do you want to tell the story? It, you can get it in pink. Or <laughs> orange. It's really more of a yellow. Well, I think really, they call that sun yellow. Gold, maybe? Sun yellow, they call it. It's kind Ooh. of an orangey yellow. Um, you can get it in Zello Pro Green. You could. Um, you can get it in... Or, or Violet. Smackdown Blue. Smackdown Blue. Yeah. Purple. Anyways. Is, is, um, there, is there an NXT tie-dye? Um, um, let's see here, because I'm relatively I think we'd have certain. to change shirts for that. Let's see. DMU Gunther. So the story behind DMU Gunther was we watched. Uh, I um, follow some TikToks, uh, amongst which is uh, the Melwani family, and uh, Mr. Melwani told his wife a joke about uh, what is the square. Uh, he asked his German friend what the square root of of eighty one was. And he said, and and the joke, the joke was, is, said, it's an old joke, no. you know, it, it, you know, it, it what is nine. the square root of? Right, yeah, it, it's nine. Um, but if you if you're German and you don't know the answer, you would say no, nine, no. Nine. Um, so that's the joke. Um, but then he said, oh damn, you got there. Yeah, but in the end, uh, he said, I said what? You know, what he said, he said no. Said no. The German guy no, said no. He didn't say nine. He didn't say You're nine. Right, if you said nine. Damn you, Gunther. Damn you, Gunther. So, trying to find. And it was name. just very. So I heard Gunther, and I immediately went, "Hey, gotta tell these guys about that." And Smarks turned it into a uh, Smarkshausen turned it into a, a shirt. Can you get the leg or the pajamas with the pants and everything in grown-up mm-hmm. size? Yep. Sure can. Um, up to two XL, which isn't gonna fit you probably. But well, I might. Uh, it would just be a unique fit. It would be very, very tight. You'd look like you're wearing skinny jeans. Damn you, Gunter. Okay. There it is. You can get it in NXT tie dye. Mm-hmm. Right there. Yeah. What a great shirt for NXT. 
SmackDown tie-dye. Damn you, Gunther. This segment brought to you by shop.spreadshirt.com. Yes. Want to sell sell t-shirts? Think you have great ideas to put on shirts? Yes. Go. Shop.spreadshirt.com. And buy a shirt from us and then go do it. Yep. So, anyways. Anyway. That's all I wanted to do there. Um, I did also want to talk about AEW having um, what it turns out was actually their fourth disqualification. I thought it was their third, but I was reminded that there was a DQ that I'd totally forgotten about on AEW Dark like a year ago. Um, And so they actually, all this time I was saying they only had one DQ, they actually had two. Um, um, But uh, then they had a DQ uh, not too long ago. Um, uh, yes, that was uh, that was CM Punk. Um, yeah, CM, CM Punk, Punk coming out getting, and DQing. Getting MJF DQ'd. Yeah, getting MJF DQ'd. Um, and then they had a DQ in the um, Mercedes Martinez versus, uh, who was it, match. Totally forgot who she was fighting. Da, da, da. Uh, AW Dynamite. Who was it? Mercedes Martinez versus. I got to scroll back a little bit. Um... It was on Rampage. It was on Rampage. That's what it was. Uh, Mercedes Martinez versus Thunder Rosa. Mercedes Martinez pulled out a uh, steel pipe and hit Thunder Rosa over the head with it and got DQ'd. Oh. Um, and and so you know here we went from having basically zero DQs um, to having a few in a row, which totally means that TK is listening to this show and heard me talk about how you need to have some DQs so disqualification does matter. Um, yes, that's exactly what happened. It's entirely what it means. It's one hundred percent what it means. TK listens to this show. We do take phone calls from TK. Yeah, TK wants to call us. Just send us a message, and I'll take a phone call with TK. <laughs> um, Hell, we'll take a call from Vince. Damn it! Yeah. Gunther. It'll be a less pleasant phone call, but we'll take one. Damn you, Gunther. <laughs> By the way, hashtag not sponsored, but this new Mountain Dew Spark, some good shit. Um, good and shit don't really go together. To it is good shit. It is not bad shit. Not bad shit. shit. Yes. Well, while uh, waiting for maybe JLB to come back. Yeah, we don't even know if he's here. I'll uh, message him. You go go (laughs) ahead and talk. We're going to go ahead and do our pack opening for the week. We have eight packs (laughs) remaining. Uh, Once again, this is the WWE Heritage 2021 trading cards. I bought a pack that had 11 packs in it. We've opened three packs so far, so we're going to open another pack. So pick a number between one and eight. One. One. Top pack right away. Boom. So far, we have only had one person who is no longer with the company show up. Um, And that was Karrion Cross in last week's pack. So... Yeah, I wasn't even here for that. <laughs> Maybe you're the good luck. Maybe you're the one who keeps us from opening the pack. So, first card. Jeff Hardy. Never mind. No. <laughs> um, 
we just got done talking about Natalia. I'm super excited for that card. What's her career length? Is she at 15 years yet? I, I feel um, like she is. I don't even know if these say anything. Remember, like, baseball cards and football cards when we were younger? They always had stats on the back and all yeah. that shit. Uh, these, they, don't. these don't. <laughs> uh, they do say she's a, uh, apparently five foot five, and from Calgary, Alberta, Canada, which, you know, we fucking knew. Hey, there's JLB back audio only, apparently. Yeah, I don't know. My computer just randomly restarted, and I'm scared that it might be because of my camera. Uh, You'll hear my lovely voice. What did I miss? Uh, Well, we opened the pack. That's the big thing you missed. And first card was Natalia. Oh, I didn't miss much then. Nope. Second card. Well, we did talk about some other stuff, but second card, Chad Gable. First card of our stupidest segment of the world, but sure. It's the segment that I look forward to every week. First of our Allen and Ginther ones. Typhoon. Typhoon. Sweet. Uh, Second of our Allen and Ginter, I believe, is our first duplicate. Um, Because I believe. No, it's not. It's not. 14 years Natty's been with uh, WWE. I thought we had it, but I I must be getting it confused. And she has two championships to show for it? Well, be more entertaining. Second, Allen and Ginter. <laughs> the alternate. Hey, that's warrior. one who's no longer under WWE contract. Technically, I mean, technically, wow. Typhoon's not under WWE contract Correct. anymore. But um, Warriors for other reasons. A sticker card of Randy Orton. Wait, wait, that's a sticker. Yeah. Oh, nice. Going on the back of my car. Jesus. Hey, the oh, next, boy. the the second of the. Let Let's say. Current wrestlers who are no longer under WWE contract. The Fiend Bray Wyatt. And the last card. A still superhero. Nikki A.S.H. That was another bad match on Raw. Jesus. Bad segment just in general. Um, still evil got... superhero though. That's I mean that's a unique gimmick play that's never been done before. Yeah, that's, but you got to give them props for something. But so they're trying um... new things. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, the other thing you missed every was, so often was yeah. uh, me seconds. debuting the damn you Gunther shirt on the show live on air. Oh, nice. Damn you Gunther. Gunther. Um, and then talking about the fourth DQ in AEW history when Mercedes Martinez uh, hit Thunder Rosa with a uh, steel pipe on Rampage. Oh, it was no. a pipe bomb. And uh... I, I'd say fourth because I was reminded um, online that there was one DQ that I was forgetting about. So all the time that I was saying they'd only had one DQ and that was in the uh, Iron Man match. They actually had a second one. Um, technically, I, it was a double DQ, though. So maybe Ooh. maybe it turned... Remind out. me, because I don't remember. Uh, it was in the Brandon Cutler versus Peter Avalon, who's going to win their first match feud. This is why I don't remember. And it was on <laughs> AEW Dark. 
and it was it was a double DQ, uh, so neither of them got the win, and the the feud had to continue one more week, um, and lead to a no disqualification match where one of them had to get the victory. Man, that's a shame though, because Brandon Cutler is a great wrestler. <laughs> you know, I here's the we uh, we'll talk about it a bit. It did come out this week that um, that Peter Avalon is still apparently under AEW contract. Um, he has directly um, addressed that. Where well, we were talking last week that he was apparently not anymore, but he has directly uh, responded to it, saying he is still under AEW contract. Um, and that being said, it made me think what they really need to do is start a new feud. Because the best the best time most people would say that Peter Avalon had in AEW was when he was in the who's going to win their first match feud with Brandon Cutler. So I said, here's what they need to do. Peter Avalon just starts showing up uh, anytime the elite come out in his own tracksuit with his own cold spray and his own camera and trying to out stooge the stooge Brandon Cutler um, and and take Brandon Cutler's spot. Oh in my the God, to have him wear the mask and everything. Yeah, the mask and everything, the face shield. the. the but he has hair. So but he let has him hair. have his hair. Yep. Don't, don't have him like try and copy Brandon no. Cutler. Just just try to out stooge the stooge. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah, I'll be a better stooge. Look, you know, I'll come out. I'll I'll do this, and then it can lead to times when they're battling on the outside, and therefore Brandon Cutler misses a chance to uh, interfere in the match to help so and so win. You know, Nick win or whatever. Um, I just see that as as such a good feud to to go forward. Um, oh, at least they'd use them. I would be down for that, but. Here's hoping. Um, <clears throat> otherwise, like Dynamite was good, Rampage was good, Raw n- not not so good. Um, um, and the sad thing is, usually the Raw after Royal Rumble is okay. Well, I mean, the KO match was good with uh, Theory. Yeah, except for the wrong dude won. Yeah, I agree with that. <clears throat> Yeah, you had you had a built-in. This is why Brock lost because they ganged up on him. Have it start with Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins. Have them turn on each other when only Bobby Lashley is left to come in. Bobby Lashley gets the win. Mm-hmm. Um, Gordy had Ronda Rousey come out and talk smack to. Uh... Uh, the crowd and, and deliver a boring promo, and then oh, um, is she just not the worst? She oh, is so the, bad. The saving mind. grace was was Becky Becky, being Becky coming out. <laughs> um, and then and then Becky taking over and basically saving that whole segment after Ronda left and making it at least watchable with eventually Lita coming out and challenging her to a match at I think that oh. it's going down Elimination to Saudi Arabia. Gender. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I don't um, know how I feel which, about that either. Yeah, I mean, uh, how are we gonna get if you're to gonna see live in the 90s, You may as well do it with '90s wrestlers. So we got yeah. Goldberg and Lita. Yeah, well, but, I mean, what, what use is Lita wrestling with no whale tail? That's all I'm saying. 
She didn't have maybe, whale tail. Maybe she'll bring the thong back. But yeah, she can't in, in Saudi Arabia. Oh. T-shirt. It's because she's going to be wearing a long sleeve T-shirt and long pants. and Maybe she'll have like a thong print. A fake whale tail <laughs> on it. Yeah. That would be hilarious. It would be pretty funny. Um, would it be enough to make you watch that? No, it will not be. <laughs> so is Chamber on a weekday then now? No, Saturday. Is it on oh. Saturday? Because the previous yeah. previous uh, Saudi Arabia ones were like on Thursdays. And... Thursdays. Yeah, they 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 uh, obviously. This is a side note, but WWE's done a good job of honoring the uh, the holy day for Islam in Saudi Arabia, Arabia, and staying off of Fridays. So, but uh, yeah, Thursdays so are well, tough tough watch for a lot of people. So it's yeah, so it's Saturday at noon for us, which I guess mm-hmm. is twelve evening, hours yeah. evening. Okay, yeah, so yeah, late evening. Yeah, just late evening. But yeah, so this will, as far as I can remember, this is the first one to take place on a weekend. I'm still not going to watch it, but it's. I think they be, had a couple Sunday I, ones. I don't think they've had had one. I, I I'll look. I it feel up like it was second, always but, on the weekday. I don't. But think I think it was always on, on Thursday. The, all their yeah. previous ones were on Thursday. But I'll look it up here while we talk about something else here in a second. Um, but this one, I because here's the deal: is I I remember, uh, it was no big deal for me to say I couldn't watch it. I wasn't going to watch it on the previous ones because they always happened during a well, time when worried. I was going to be at work, anyways. So. You know, this time I'm gonna be at work. Gee golly, um, so will I. It's okay, it's gonna be on the WWE network forever until you know, but oh, I don't think I'm, I'm sorry. gonna watch it. Won't be on the WWE network in the United States. I'm sure Peacock yes, will, will play it a, a bunch of times. It will be on Peacock because we don't have a WWE network anymore. Cause gotta get the veggies. Uh, but if if you are in um, Indonesia, it will be on Disney Plus. Disney Plus. I'm so curious how real? Disney Plus is Indonesia uh, Indonesia look looks like. I got a VPN that sometime. <laughs> well, great Wikipedia. You give me the dates, but you don't tell me what the days they were. So now I gotta. Oh, now you gotta day. open up your calendar. Fortunately, I got a new phone this week, so that does make it unique. To, to, it does make you wonder where that contract's going to finally land uh, when when the company sells, and they are obviously selling. Well, not according to Tony Khan, uh, Nick Khan. Excuse me. Uh, Nick Khan says we are not currently talking to anyone. Right. He was very clear on his wording to say that um, if the right offer came in, they would sell, but they are not currently talking, which is uh, uh, executive speak for, come on, guys, throw us a real offer. Um, We're going to talk publicly about the fact that $5 billion is not enough for a failing product. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, because... I mean, ultimately, it comes down to uh, ratings. Ratings. So, yeah, the first one was on a Friday. Um, uh, 
And you just said that we're going to respect their religious thing. <laughs> well, but it was it was it was actually broadcast to us in late evening. That one that was on a Friday. And I think they even did a so it was prayer a Saturday thing. morning for them. Oh, okay, because I think they even did a prayer thing too, though halfway through the show. So. They may have, but yeah, it was it was it was actually a Saturday. But it was broadcast to us in the late evening. That first one was because I do remember that as well. Um, the second one was also a Friday. So another Saturday morning one for Saudi Arabia. I promise they are not interfering with the prayer schedules in Saudi Arabia at all. Uh, well, I thought that's why they took like an intermission. Was also do. a Friday. Well, Broadcast times were evenings for those, though? All of those? Um, their local time would have been evening. Saturday morning. And so for us, it would have been Saturday morning when it played for us. But for them, it was Friday. No, they're they're ahead of us on time zones. But my point is, the date I'm reading is the date that it was there, not the date that it played here, but the date that it played was. Oh, there. really? So it would have been after after sundown or something. Mm-hmm. That... Okay. Yep. So um, June seventh, twenty. There's there's some of the and here. Uh... I thought it was live. I thought it was live. It's not live. Oh, uh, I I don't think this one is. I mean, if no, they're twelve. That, it, I thought they. I thought they all were live. I thought when we were watching them, it was live. Um, I'm gonna look at the why, time difference. Which, so, um, which way? Because it was always like starting. Um, it, it for yeah, I remember for us, it always was starting at like eleven, but that might have been the kickoff show was like at eleven, so noon central or maybe noon eastern. I don't know. Um. Yeah, it was noon Eastern. Oh, there's an eight-hour difference. It's not a 12-hour difference. Mm-hmm. Eight hours um, ahead in Saudi Arabia. October 31st, 2019 was a Thursday. So this might have been when they switched to Thursdays. Uh, <clears throat> February... 27th was a Thursday. So, anyway, doesn't matter in the end. I'm not watching it and I'm tired of looking up dates. So, um, but, uh, but yeah, so that the you know Becky sort of saved that segment i say sort of because the segment was still shitty but it was slightly less shitty because of her um and like i said i i'll say for the same thing i said about bringing out goldberg you bring out lita this must be the time that you're like oh let's pop some ratings with a bunch of fucking legends I guess well, let's let's uh, counter lucky stars that it wasn't Summer Ray coming out to challenge Becky. Thing. 
or Michelle McCool. Hey, no, whoa, 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 hold on. Michelle McCool was very talented. Still don't want to see that WrestleMania. Maybe The Undertaker comes out. He's the tombstone to Becky. I'm still okay not seeing it. Yawn. Then we get Seth Undertaker, the Undertaker's final match in WWE. Hmm. Hmm. I could I could be down with that. Good night. And a hell in the cell. Good night. I'm gonna take nap good, right here. Good sleep right good night. here. Good night. But anywho's. Uh what else happened on Raw aside from boring Ronda Rousey? Well, um, let's talk Kendrick. Was there any more that we know from after <coughs> Wednesday of him not showing up? Uh, it had nothing to do with him not showing up. He got canceled. Um, right. I mean, after that, though, after him apologizing, did we uh, learn anymore? He, he came out with a vague non-apology. and um, I no, never believed in this. Like, yeah, bro, no, you're on camera. No one believes <laughs> it. You're on camera. Multi- and, and, and not just you're on camera for this, but you're also on camera multiple times with a, a, a lot of your other problematic views. Um, you know, but this one here, Holocaust denial is... It's it's up there. Well, and... I mean, Holocaust denial is actually a step farther than something that's been all over the news re- recently and saying that it's not a race-based thing. Yeah, it is. So it is a huge. It's, step. it's literally like, a step beyond you, that. Yeah, here's your saying. It's say not it never happened. Yeah, saying it's a, not a race-based thing is um, it's is a ignorance perspective issue. It's, yeah, it's, it was, it's yeah. It's just not uh, not understanding that Judaism is an ethno religion. It's yes. both a race and a religion. Yes. You can be born Jewish, um, ethnicity, or you can convert to Jewish Judaism to religiously. Um, but uh, but it is. But on top of it, it that's also ignoring the fact that uh, Jewish people were not the only people the Nazis were going after. Oh yeah, I right? mean they were killing anything that wasn't Aryan. Yeah, anything that did not fit their definition of the master race, the Aryan race, they were going after. So, so Romanis, uh, Africans, uh, you know, pretty much anything that did not fit their thing, and therefore it was a race thing. But, but like you said, Holocaust denial, just in general, is is a step farther from it. Millions of people weren't killed. Yes. Or I guess in his instance, seventy five thousand. Mm-hmm. And so, so his non apology is is not is not flying with most people. Yeah. Um, I mean, ultimately, uh, it it's a weird world we live in that I can even say this phrase. But uh, the insane clown posse showed us what a real apology uh looks like mm. um and that's so weird for me to 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 actually say that but you're uh, obviously a juggalo uh yeah i can yeah, see I'm it 100, like, yeah you can you can tell yeah I, the face paint and everything's there i, I whoop, whoop. In fact, you still have some left on your face yeah it's all it's all over well um, and i never got that might have why... been you pretending to be dan Housen. i also never got why no one apologizes with a video it could work for you, and it could also work against you. Be, because um, 
uh, the apologies go through publicists. Well, publicists, publicists. right? The publicists have to uh, and publicists. Um, okay. And so, so doing a video is so much back and forth with the publicists uh, before they finally approve it. That this way, you just write out. But here's the deal: it's, again, it was a non-apology. It was, it was. There's a difference between saying "I'm sorry I said something" and saying "I'm sorry you were offended by what I said." Right? One and the of them fact is that you also say "I never believed yeah. these things." So the first thing is he he <laughs> didn't accept responsibility for saying anything. And then he pawns it off as I didn't ever believe it. Now, here is here's the counter argument when I say that the insane clown posse can teach us a lot about delivering an apology. Uh, and this was apparently a while ago that this happened. But um, there was an interview with Violent J. Um, and they mentioned the fact that uh, they asked him specifically about the fact that some of their uh, previous raps their earlier raps used uh homophobic slurs specifically the f1 um back and forth call calling people f-bombs so on and so forth right mm -hmm. um and this is violent j of the insane clown posse responding in this interview he says um yeah, at the same time, we were also crazy homophobic back in the day. And now my daughter says, Dad, why did you say this? And I say, because your dad was a fucking fool. I hate to blame Ice Cube, but we wanted to be like Ice Cube. We wanted to be like gangster rap. And gangster rap said it all the time. And we had a gay producer. Our producer was gay, and he didn't seem to give a fuck. It was the three of us in the studio, night and day, day night and day, making these albums. It was just something that didn't come up. It was just part of life back then. We wanted to be hardcore, and that's what we did, you know? And when I look back on it now, what can I say? We don't have an excuse. I can tell you this. There was never a time when I had a problem with gay people. It was just the word being thrown around, like asshole. It was just something that we called each other all the time. Just a bunch of dumbasses. And the amount of gay juggalos out there is really surprising. I think about them doing their research and getting into the old records and getting excited about it and then getting their hearts broke or something, you know? So I tell my daughter, for the rest of your life, when your friends ask you why your dad said that, say it's because your dad was a fool. Don't defend me. Say I was a fool then, but I'm not now. There's no excuse. I was going with the flow, and that's the very thing we preach against, being a sheep. And that's what I was doing, right? So oh, well done. there so, was a little bit of the I have a black friend though. That well, but but at the same point, he followed it up with by saying, I have no excuse. We don't have an correct, excuse. Correct. Right? Yeah. Uh he said we were going with the flow, but that's not an excuse. Right? In the end, I was a fool then and I'm not now. Right? And that's all Brian Kendrick would have had to say to make his apology fly. Say, listen. 10 years ago, I said some stuff out of ignorance. Since then, I've learned more. I've grown as a person, and I no longer believe that, and I want to apologize for it. And then, because I think almost all of us believe in second chances. Almost all of us believe that a person can grow because all of us can look back at our youth and realize that we said things or did things or laughed at things that now we don't think are funny and we think are offensive, right? Sure. Right. Right. All, mm -hmm. all of us speaking for three men on this podcast, probably at one point in our life, 
laughed at some misogynistic joke. I made one a week ago, two weeks oh, ago. Jesus. Yeah. The, it, you know, it was and horrible, so, and yeah. I knew it was horrible. Um, and I kind of was sorry then, but I'm not super sorry. But Well, you're kind of ruining his point. Just let him talk. <laughs> <laughs> no, because his point's correct. Like, mm-hmm. sometimes we say stupid shit. Mm-hmm. And, and even even getting away from misogyny or homophobia or, or, or fucking racism or anti-Semitism, it's, it's as simple as this. If you say something to someone, right, if I call D.A. Fabe a fucking idiot and he gets offended by it, right, it's well, my dude, job to apologize and say, dude, man, I'm sorry I said that. I shouldn't have said it. I shouldn't have said it. Not, I, I'm sorry that you're a fucking idiot. Yeah. I'm sorry you were offended by me calling you a fucking idiot. Why did you get offended when I called you a fucking idiot? Well, I mean, the truth hurts. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's the deal. Is, is Just didn't, kidding, man. Yeah. Just kidding. I, I, I never I, believed I, you were a fucking idiot. Yeah. I, I literally, it's the same conversation you have to have with your children. Yeah. You know, yeah, I, exactly. I, I have recently had to tell my eight-year-old, just kidding, or just playing, or mm-hmm. I'm so, uh, I, I just, I was just joking. That doesn't work, man. Like, sometimes you got to think about what's, what's coming it's, out of your mouth. It's an active thing I'm doing with my four-year-old right now, yeah. is the sometimes once things are broken, they can't be fixed, right? Do you, do you do the plate thing with her? The plate thing? Do you break a plate? I didn't do that. I, I the simple fact is, she'll bring me a toy that she broke, and I'll look at her and I say, "I don't think I can fix this." Sometimes things are broken, can't be fixed. You need to think about what you're doing before you do it, because if it breaks something, it might you might not be able to fix it. And that's that's the truth with relationships, right? Mm-hmm. You break a friendship, you may never be able to repair it, right? Um, you break a relationship with a certain group of people, whether it's homosexuals or Jewish people or or any guys named Gunther, guys named Gunther, um, district attorneys. Gunther. You know, <laughs> um, you may never be able to repair that. But the the key to, to at least starting to repair a relationship is an actual apology, not. I'm sorry you you were hurt by it. You know, I'm sorry you were hurt by it instead of I'm sorry I hurt you. That it's very clear there. One is you, one is I. I'm sorry I hurt you. How hard is that? So, but um, you know, in the end, I think I think Brian Kendrick has to at least understand that his career is over it it is well over it it was already on the downhill i think and and this didn't help it and if he wants to to have a final run he needs to come up with a better apology than that or he's gonna be a tool go on the indies and have an anti-semitic gimmick Mm -hmm. which will hopefully bury him in today's climate And I don't now. Okay, and listen. No one really gave Brian Kendrick the time of day, like ever. 
kind of thing, and no one necessarily. The Brian Kendrick. The Uh, pre WWE Brian Kendrick was some big fucking deal. Yeah, Uh, I am. And, w- and 205 Live WWE. Yeah. WWE really didn't use Brian Kendrick very well. Um, but th- this more wasn't my point. My, my point of saying that was, now, I maybe perhaps you don't remember these things and whatever of what you said 10 years ago or a tweet that you did or whatever. But I am sorry. Why wouldn't you try to now i'm not saying it's right but why wouldn't you try to think about all the stuff that you did do and try to remove it before hey aew calls or you get a real big thing because you know they're gonna really look into your entire history as a person i mean in in reference to that this was a physical dvd Uh, oh this was released as a dvd for sale uh and so, oh, I mean, you, okay. you got to remember, yeah. 2013 was early days for streaming media still. Like, it, it, streaming media was out there. I'm not saying it wasn't. But DVDs were still the big thing. And and this was, this was recorded for a, I'm going to use air quotes around the phrase, company that specialized in conspiracy theory videos. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say one thing out loud. Stupid still sells. We just had Jackass on our, yeah. on Royal Rumble. And, and um, you've watched both seasons of Tiger King JLB. I've watched one season. Smarks mm-hmm. has watched a couple episodes. I stupid I, still sells. I half watched a couple episodes because my wife was watching it. Um, but yeah, I, I also do plan on watching Jackass forever. So you know, fair. Yeah. I mean, here's the deal: is I, you know, he. He could have had an apology where he said, listen, I was hired to do this video where I talked about conspiracy theory. Um, and I I chose to, on that video, lean into the conspiracy theory of Holocaust denial. Uh, and I'm sorry I did. That There's an apology there that would have worked. But the thing it, is, he didn't it, do anything. It, it, it kind of blaming, yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. That would have at least kind of worked because it would have said, listen, I chose to play into this conspiracy theory of Holocaust denial because it would have sold, you know, more copies of the the DVD because I was hired to be on this DVD. You know, that's still, you know, kind of rubbing it off, but at least it's saying I did this instead of sorry you were offended by it. I, I never believed it, right? And so, so until he gives a real apology, uh, I, I as good as Brian Kendrick is in the ring, he can fucking choke for all I care right now. Um, oh. But you know, if if he comes along with a real like contrite apology, I still think he has to kind of earn his way back now. But he at least would have a path forward at that point. Um, but but anyways, um, I'm trying to think if there, there was anything else that really happened in the world of professional wrestling. There is. There's one more thing. Okay. Swoggle called out Peter Dinklage. He did. He did. Um, uh, now I'm not gonna I'm not gonna name the the show he went on because I know Smarks would be like, ah, oh, don't even give that credit, so I won't. But Swoggle did a great interview about hey Peter Dinklage. 
Yeah. Some so, people are looking for their future jobs. Yeah. And this is how they might get them. So so there there's a few things that kind of come from this. It's a um, I don't think Swoggle actually read the interview Peter Dinklage gave. I don't think anyone did. They read the headline and and ran with it. Because I actually, listened to the interview Peter Dinklage. If, gave. if you actually the the point Peter Dinklage was making was not we shouldn't have dwarfs in movies. Um, it was uh, that we need to update the presentation of dwarfs to not lean so heavily into midget stereotypes. Um, it also, there's a point to be made that Peter Dinklage, I think, is is hovering around that I think Squoggle's overlooking as well. Uh, but in, in the end, um, I'm going to point out that this is three regular-sized people talking here. Well, who, who are not... We've never met JLB face-to-face. True, true. Um, but we, we don't... We don't really have a say in this. It's not our argument to get into. This is something, but but I think ultimately Peter Dinklage's argument was was based around this, right? Um, the goal that we should be going for in a country is not um not limiting dwarfs, not limiting little people to just playing. Dwarfs and little people in movies. I would agree Um, with that, but I also—that's the goal that he's looking for. So the goal that that he's looking for take jobs away to prevent from having. um, I I believe uh, Swoggle referred to it as as cultural appropriation, and you're not appropriating when when you need a shorter person for a job. Well, uh, you are and you aren't, uh, because here's the deal in in. In modern age, uh, I mean, a perfect example is almost none of the dwarfs or hobbits in Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit were actually little people. They were not, right? Yeah, and I think that's crap. They used uh, uh, photographic techniques to make people appear smaller and people appear bigger, right? Here's the thing. Uh, and this is, I think, what Peter Dinklage's ultimate argument is, right? We need to get to a point where we look at a a little person and say, you can be the leading man. You don't have to be the resident little person in this movie. Uh, but there's there's a broader scheme to this, right, that I think is a conversation, and this is a weird conversation for us to be talking about in a wrestling show, um, and it's also one that we don't exactly have have the say in. But in the end, because the same conversation happens when uh, talking about uh, uh, mental illness in in uh, movies and, and Hollywood, when talking about uh, trans representation in Hollywood, when talking about gay representation in Hollywood, when talking about uh, any dis- disabilities representation in Hollywood, um, and... And the argument always is based on this. If you, if you let non whatever this uh, specific minority uh, that's talking about, if we let non people play that that role, then we're taking roles away from the people represented by that role, right? So if we let non trans people play trans people in movies, we're taking roles away from trans people. 
But the ultimate goal we should be looking forward to in this culture, in this society, is to the point where it's not about taking roles away from them. It's it's about allowing them to play roles that are also not based on that, right? right? So, letting, so letting things trans... like a Barney Stinson, mm -hmm. uh, uh, a womanizer, mm -hmm. who's actually in real life a gay man. Yes. Um, or, or it, you know, I mean, the, the one that always kind of comes up is them talking about uh, Jared Leto playing a trans uh, in, in Dallas Buyers Club, I believe it was, right? Um, and he got nominated for an Oscar for it, I believe. Um, well, I mean, Sean Penn, even playing I and Am Sean Sam. Sean Penn and I Am you Sam, know? that gets brought up. But that was kind of pre this conversation, but that gets brought up. But in the end, those get brought up. But um, what we really need to talk about, because they say, oh, that Jared Leto took a role away from a trans person. Ben Affleck playing a blind and, guy. That's ben Affleck playing a blind guy. You know, all this. But and, in the end, he... uh, what we need to say is, why are we not allowing trans people to play non-trans roles? Why are we not allowing, uh, you know, I mean, there are a lot of high-functioning special needs people who could play roles that are not based on them having Down syndrome or whatever, right? Um, and that's the goal as a society I think we need to move towards is instead of saying we need to only hire trans people to pay, play trans people, we need to start pivoting towards we need to stop limiting trans people to only playing trans roles. We need to stop limiting little people to only playing little people roles. We need to stop limiting uh, blind people to only playing blind roles, so on and so forth, right? Um, and that's, I think, I think that's what Peter Dinklage was really trying to get to in his thing, is saying, saying we need to get to a point where uh, little people can play any and, role in a movie. And Disney's reaction was, we won't hire just all dwarves for the seven yeah. dwarves, which was... Yeah. Um, which is and, where where the fault lies, yeah. and I think that's what that's what uh, what Swoggle was yeah. saying. And is and hey, we, we can yeah. still fill these roles yeah. as I th well. I think the other thing is again, uh, Peter Dinklage was also talking a lot about the stereotypes that play into the dwarf characters in movies. Correct, um, that and they're this, only minors, and yeah, yeah, they're they're minors. They're obsessed with gold. You know, or stuff like that, which a lot of those actually come from Jewish stereotypes, um, and and it's it's why a lot of uh, in in historical um, stories the, the dwarf <coughs> characters were often uh, depicted with stereotypically Jewish features, like the large nose and and the the stereotypical obsession with with money, all of these things that are based in racist Jewish stereotypes. And I think that's where Peter Dinklage's real point was. He wasn't saying don't hire little people to play dwarfs. He's saying don't make the dwarfs stereotypes. Who was the leprechaun in the leprechaun movie? Um, I, really bad I'm, movie. Yeah. I'm going to have to look up. I, all I think four of them. They're horrible. Yeah, they're all bad. Bro, there's um, seven of them. Are you kidding yeah. me? But oh, uh, yeah, they think I'm seven. Space was the last one, huh? Um, no, but, not even. There was a remake in 2018. Um, I thought I thought Warwick Davis uh, played oh, that it name sounds in familiar. one of them. 
Um, but I, I but I have to check to see. Uh... I want to hear Brad Williams weigh in on this one. That's what I want. Probably one of the honestly, of the honestly, world. at the end of the day, I don't care who plays the role as long as you respect the role that you're playing and you do your research and it ends up being good on camera. I don't care if you're short, you're tall, you're whatever. I also want to see a good actor play this role. That's all I, I want. I only brought it up because I want to see Peter Dinklage and Hornswoggle fight. That's fair. I would also like to see that, preferably in GCW. <laughs> Okay. I mean Yes, he, he <laughs> was Leprechaun in Leprechaun one through four. What um no, I don't think that's part of the Leprechaun thing. Um he was back in Leprechaun Back to the Hood, or in the Hood and Back to the Hood. So I think that's five and six. And then the space um, one was seven. So I'm trying to see if he came back for seven or not. Just IMDb uh, Leprechaun. I am Maybe on Warwick Davis's uh, Wikipedia page, so I I will find it. I don't think he was in the space one. It's okay. not showing up here. And it was some other guy doing the 2018 one because the, that Leprechaun just looks so weird. <laughs> oh, jeez. But and Warwick Davis is a, a short guy. Yes, okay. he is a little person. He also well, was I... Wicket in Return of the Jedi, um, and Return of the Ewok, the TV one, um, and Caravan of Courage, the Ewok adventure, and Ewoks: The Battle for Endor. Uh, he was a goblin in Labyrinth. Was he that? was Willow in Willow, one of the greatest movies of all time. Oh my gosh, fantastic movie. Where, where really you didn't have to have that character play be played by a little person. No. And because of his exceptional acting skill, he got that role. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, it may have been written that way, but that character didn't have to be a little person. Yeah. And I'm glad it was. Because um, he was great in that movie. That <clears throat> movie's great. He, he was uh, Professor Flitwick in Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, and then also played a goblin bank teller and... Um, a goblin bank teller? Yes. It's it's another one of the examples of the um, anti-Semitic racist overtones in a lot of goblin and and depictions in in history is um, and you know uh, a lot of people uh, try to try to aim that at at uh, J.K. Rawlings and she's got a lot of problems to aim at. Uh, but in this one here, her depiction of goblins is based on more off historical depictions, which again had a lot of racist overtones, anti-Semitic overtones. So, Willows um, from 1988. Such a Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, if you have never seen it, you should it's, watch it. It's uh, Val Kilmer in also one of his better roles. Um, I mean, oh. it's, it's not Iceman, and it's not. It's not tombstone you know uh doc okay. holiday but it might be third in in the yeah the... much much better than island of dr moreau he's a farmer and a magician mm-hmm. Will- oh, willow is interesting. is the absolute bomb it's so good um trying to think what else warwick davis did uh I, I keep saying warwick davis i think it's pronounced warwick 
Warwick. Yeah. Um, but it's spelled Warwick uh, with a W in it. And I'm a dumb American who pronounces words as they're written because. Um, yes, you are a dumb American. No, you don't. What month are we in? February. February. <laughs> you struggled. <laughs> <laughs> and in a few days, it will be Wednesday. Day. Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, what are you talking about? In two days, it's Tuesday. <laughs> Tuesday. Tuesday. Yes, that's how Actually, it's Actually, in, in uh, a couple weeks, it's Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Two twenty-two of twenty-two. It's gonna be two uh, Tuesday. Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Oh, do, look at us. But I, I, I don't care what you think about that. What? Quip. <laughs> Pe- people have made fun of me because I do put a lot of huh in my what. Why do you do that? Because there's a W and an H in it, so it's pronounced what, what. See, my pop filter has a hard time with it. Because what? Like <laughs> you didn't say because there, though. Mm. You said because there's because there's an H in it. No, because that's spelled B E C U Z. Because <laughs> because. <laughs> uh, oh Jesus! So wrestling. So wrestling. Um. God, I'm trying to think what else, if anything went on that was worth it. Uh, uh fucking Goldberg challenged. Yeah, I know. I don't care about no, that. No, we're not doing that. Um, no. fucking uh, Matt Cardona beat Jordan Grace for the Impact Digital Media Championship. Um, oh, so, nice. <laughs> so, uh, he's been lording that around all fucking week. Uh, God, every- he's. He's such a great asshole. Is, Who knew? He is so he good really at is. being being unlikable. Um, but he uh, he tweeted uh, something out, and uh, Jesus, Twitter! I don't, I don't want to learn about NFTs. Sorry. Um, you sure? Every time I go to my profile, it's like learn about NFTs. You can sell NFTs. I'm like, fuck it. I don't, I don't want to. Stop it. Um. But yeah, every time Jordan Grace has tweeted out anything since Thursday when uh, Impact aired and he won, yeah, you know, she she tweeted out, oh, "I got a personal best on on squats this week or whatever," and he'd be like, "I'm your new digital media champion." <laughs> that was his response every time. It was pretty good. Um, someone I'm trying I'm trying to get back and find it here because this this was like a. Uh, to my replies, I think. Um, someone posted something, and it was it was a list like who's your uh, who's who was the best uh, in in Hammerstein Ballroom of all time. Um, and it had like three or four people on it, and I just commented, "No, at Matt Cardona, this list is rigged." Uh, and he likes that, so I'm like pretty big deal now. You are, <laughs> yep, yep. Matt Cardona likes you, mm-hmm. and you had your picture taken with his wife. Yep. Yeah, you should actually send him the picture. 
Hey, Cardona, I'm better than you are. <laughs> oh, that's this something. my lady now. That's something to uh to talk about. A AEW announced this week the uh CD. It's in pre-order right now. It's coming out. Or I say it's CD album. The Who We Are in celebration of Black History Month. It is a uh, hip hop slash R and B slash I don't know what else um, album featuring uh, a lot of like well. I'm just here for Max Caster. Uh, but a lot of relatively well-known and and other well-known artists uh, well, collaborating with current uh, African-American AEW stars to tell their stories in some way. And the, the proceeds go to the Bootsy Collins Foundation. And Bootsy, if you don't know offhand, um, I guarantee you have heard at least one song he's featured in. He is uh, a bass player from the the great Parliament Funkadelics. He's done a lot of other stuff, but the thing most people will know him from is he's responsible for that bass line in Groove is in the Heart. Bootsy is awesome. So, but yes, uh, Max Caster gets his own uh track called mixed messages the max caster story um uh but there's a one that's red uh, red velvet story lee morarty story nyla rose story sunny kiss story jay lethal story jade cargill story ricky stark story sean dean story max caster brandy road story um the bootsy collins foundation anthony bowen story anthony agogo story private party story mark henry story Top Flight Story, Will Hobbs Story, Kira Hogan Story, Lee Johnson Story, and Scorpio Sky Story. 21 total tracks on it. Um, uh, when you get to it, Will Washington, Wrestle and Flow, um, which uh, that's kind of fun to see because Wrestle and Flow, uh, they went kind of viral on on like YouTube and Twitter and TikTok. I think it was pre-TikTok when they really started. Um, doing raps about wrestling, they eventually were hired by a, by WWE to be in NXT. Josiah Washington was his name, um, and he was one of their commentators and backstage and social media presence for NXT for a long time. And he was one of the people let go about a year ago. Um, so for him to be on there, um, anyway, I I'm not super huge into a lot of hip hop, so there's a lot of names on here that I don't necessarily know, uh, but I've seen some people online just going absolutely ape for for some of the people on this so it's it's kind of going to be a big deal i'm excited to uh listen to some of the songs and expand my horizons will, a bit will it actually be on uh streams or is it just literally a physical um to be perfectly honest it will be re released on streaming platforms in the near future uh, at its initial exclusive hardcover copy lunch will directly benefit the bootsy collins foundation um, so it's going to be both, but I think it's going to start off hard copy and then eventually hit the streaming platforms. I'd be down to even get that. I could probably get that at the mm -hmm. AEW shop. Yep. Um, pre-orders are now open at shopaew.com. 21 total tracks. Um, so yeah, it's, it's going to be, I, I, what I like is it's, it's AEW expanding their horizons a bit more. You know, mm -hmm. I think every every couple of months, AEW has done something 
that has just just uh, expanded them a bit more. You know, they started finally shipping their replica belts. Um, I uh, wish they would release a replica belt that wasn't seven hundred dollars. Um, because right. I can't quite justify that right now. But if they released a less, I mean, I'm I, I understand quality is going to come down with price. You know what I mean? Um, but you know, something in the two to three hundred dollar range, I might be able to find a way to justify, even if it's not quite as nice as the. What's the album called again? Who We Are? Uh, Who We Are, A Celebration of Excellence, Volume 1, which means they intend on it being a a recurring thing at some point. Nice. Um, Damn. Apparently you can't search for it. (laughs) But... Um, but you know, like they started finally shipping their belts. Uh, I reviews I've seen of the replica belts are that they might be one of the best quality replica belts out there. Um, oh wow, like okay. period. That's saying like uh, one of the people I follow, Wick Belts. Uh, he has got a YouTube channel and TikTok channel where he talks about the his belt collection. He's got a fucking huge belt collection, um, and he got his in. And he says previously his his top belt in terms of quality replica belts was the uh, uh, IWGP V4 that retailed for, I think, $2,000. And he said the AEW one is nicer than that, even though it's a quarter of the price. You know, or not quite a quarter, a third the price. Um, but uh, I just can't justify quite that much right now. So, No, it's a lot. But I also, I would love for AEW to come out with a replica TNT title, a replica women's title, a replica TBS, TBS title. Um, but the second women's title, not the first one. Yeah. I, I, I think they need to do a third women's title because they, they, I saw a picture uh, earlier today and it was Britt Baker and, and Jade Cargill standing side by side with their belts. And the TBS is And the TBS is huge compared to even the newer, bigger women's championship belt still looks tiny next to the TBS title. Um, and I'm not saying the women's title isn't a, a good looking title. It's really good looking. It's just tiny. So, <laughs> and I don't know. I just come from an era where, where championship belts were huge, like the big gold belt. Yeah. Or the, the big Eagle belt. Um, you know, that, that's what I grew up with. So that's what I want to see. I want to see these giant dinner plates. Um, anyway. But um, otherwise, I guess I've kind of run out of things to ramble on about. You guys have anything else you want to? No. Yeah, no, no I think we kind of covered. I mean, maybe just the fact that uh, apparently a lot of people also backstage are really upset with Bicky, uh, Biggie's uh the fact that he's no longer being pushed as a main top guy anymore mm-hmm. and was just put in his new day role was one thing i've also seen well yeah i saw that too i think i think the problem is because we know the way wwe thinks wwe thinks that if if you are in a tag team which they view the new day not as a faction but as a tag team with three people in it Mm-hmm. that if you are in a tag team, you can't also be a main eventer in the singles, right? I mean, unless unless they smash you together. Yeah. Um, like Hunter and Stone Cold. Yeah. 
they they just for the most part they're like if you're in a tag team you can't also be a main eventer you know so so that's where the problem is right which is stupid uh because, because they had the 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 issue is they they ripped apart a faction to do it mm-hmm. when they could have had the faction together the whole time yeah and you and you could have had the table versus mm-hmm. the new day yeah well i mean the simple fact is if you look down to when hunter was booking nxt um you had the undisputed era draped in gold yes. right and that was such a good storyline that they had the tag belts and the world title <laughs> and the north american title and that's a faction mm-hmm. with two former wwe champions yeah uh and that's the deal is yeah this could be a faction with kofi former wwe champion and Big E, former WWE champion, uh, Xavier Woods, and Xavier Woods, current and, yep. King of the Ring, current King of the Ring, and all of them former tag team champions at one yes. time, right? So, but we just know that they're not all gonna... of them former mid card title holders. Mm-hmm. But, but in the end, reports I hear, um, I hear. I'm not hearing them myself. I'm reading them. Reports I read online in the same place that anyone watching this show reads them. Because, again, we've said this from the beginning. We don't have inside sources ourselves. We're just reading the same shit you are and then talking about it, right? Mm. Um, yeah. But uh, reports I see online say that WWE, the morale backstage is worse than it's ever been. Like, wrestlers are are at their lowest. Aside from the handful of people who are getting big pushes or big money deals, like Kevin Owens. Uh, the vast majority of people are just waiting their time out so they can get out and try to go someplace else. And un- unfortunately, that's problematic from this standpoint. Um, AEW Impact, if Ring of Honor does come back like they plan on, there's still only so many spots open in those shows, you know? And so not everyone who leaves WWE is going to have a spot on one of those shows. The the, uh, I would say right now the the issue with all of that is that Vince doesn't know when to sell high, and so he's trying to create a, a an environment that is that is sellable because again, it's on the market. It's just he wants a particular price tag, so he's trying to justify the price tag through profits. And if you're, regardless of how much money. Um, a a company you're you're investing in is making sometimes Spotify goes down in stock value regardless of how much it's worth mm-hmm. regardless of how much particular contracts are worth and this is just a recent example that's in the news Spotify goes down several or a hundred dollars in in a few days because of the perception of of the product at the time mm-hmm. and the perception of WWE's product right now is similar to that of Spotify's right now. Only WWE has been doing it for several years wow. as a perceived degrading product. Um, and, and again, I don't want to get into the politics part that the other one is, but at the end of the day, as a company, your perceived, the perception of your product is that it's, devaluing as time goes on regardless of the fact that it's more profitable than it's ever been how sustainable is this product now 
Yeah. And right now, this product has its best competitor in 20 years and the and seems less sustainable mm-hmm. than it has since its inception in the 80s. Well, on top of it, the, there's a simple fact of this, right? Uh, when you're the only major game out there, right? Only major player in the game. You got some people unhappy in your under your employ. Um, you can say, "What are you going to do? Go someplace else," yeah. and they'll grumble and and then put in their work and do their stuff. But when you're no longer the number one player in the game or the only player in the game, right? Yeah, you might still be the number one player. In yeah, the game. but when you're no longer the only player in the game, the only major player, these people instead of just grumbling and do their job, they start grumbling and do a less good job. Right. Unhappy employees do poorer work, period. And that's been shown by research time and time again. You keep your employees happier. They're going to do better work for you. So when you've got an entire backstage full of employees that are not happy at their jobs anymore, the quality of your program will go down. And we've already seen it a bit, but it's going to continue to go down unless you can address what's making them so unhappy. Um, and right now, what's making them so unhappy <clears throat> is that you're shit at doing your job. You're shit right. at booking the thing. Yeah, well, and they feel like they're going to lose their jobs. Mm-hmm. There are still people who were released two years ago that don't have a job. Mm-hmm. Um, there are Damn. people who've chosen to only do by appearance stuff. Um, uh, Adam Scherer, just last week said, I really only want to do by appearance stuff now. I enjoy the free time I'm getting. Um, I think he's also full of shit. I don't think anyone necessarily wants to pay him all the money that he actually wants, so no one will hire him. He did an appearance with Impact. Yeah, as a one-off, because no one's going to agree to his... He said he only wants to do one-offs. Okay. Regardless, that's what he said. Right, no, and, for sure. And, and Bo Dallas is not coming back to wrestling. Yeah, he wants sure. to stay home. He's discovered that he likes being home. Um, well, he has his own business too, so, right? I think in real estate and all that. So, so at the end of the day, there are there are people who are afraid to lose their jobs. There are people who are going, okay, well, I'll I'll go on to something else. I, I thank you for the payday, um, but. But not all of them feel that way right now. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you the fan perspective, um, or at least of three people, is why are you firing all these people? There are talented people on your rosters that you are letting go, that you are not, that you are regulating to being a manager, um, you know, i.e., i.e., Drake Maverick and the proposal to. Um, to Adam Colbebe. Um, the, 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 these proposals, these, the, the product is not the best it's ever been. And you have competition and you're trying to sell openly trying to sell. And you have employees who don't really want to be there right now. Um, who are either waiting out their contract and taking their payday and going to go do, go the route of Adam Dow or of of Adam Share and Bo Dallas, or are going to find another job the route of 
maybe a Matt Cardona, maybe a, a John Moxley. You don't know. Uh, or maybe they don't – maybe they're going, eh, I'm probably not going to wrestle anymore because um, I, I was second hat to swerve, you know, because um, there's a couple of people uh, – B, uh, B uh, what was her name? B, B Fat? Oh, B, B, B Fat, yeah. Be fat, be fat. Um, may or may not have a future in professional wrestling. Yeah, we okay. didn't get very much exposure to her. Yeah, so I, I, I want to talk a little bit about BFAB and uh, the fact that NXT has uh, replaced basically her with someone else now on NXT. And I, yeah, she had already been called up to the main roster, but NXT this last week de- uh, debuted, or maybe it was two weeks ago they debuted. Uh, it's new, and she's uh, she's only let's say she's as far as I've seen so far, she's only got two reasons for for us to even care about her being on TV, and I'm using that number specific. Um, it's it's an example of uh, NXT going back to uh, the Attitude Era um, sex sells concept. Uh, uh, because I don't see any other reason for her to be out there, except for skill and Mike's skills aren't exactly. Um, except for the the uh, two surgically enhanced reasons that are very prevalent in uh, in her presentation. Did you research that, or you're assuming that? Um, I I it have a like hard it... time believing. I have a hard time believing that they're natural. Let's just say okay. it that oh, way. Oh, natural. Um, so, no, I, I, I just think I, I find it silly that 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 we're in a position where 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 we're supposed to watch WWE, and and I can't get excited for fucking Elimination Chamber, and I'm a wrestling fan who pays for the service to watch Elimination Chamber. And Royal Rumble and all that stuff, like, and and you expect investors to be into this? You expect your your wrestlers, the people who literally live it. I mean, we we talk at the very in, introduction of this show. We say the wrestlers and the bookers who do actually all the work, and the fans who endlessly nitpick what they're doing. Well, okay, so I'm going to give you the wrestlers and the bookers. But there's a third person or a third party there, and that's the non-fans who are actually in control of the wrestlers and bookers for WWE. Guys who literally say they aren't wrestling fans who want to have an entertainment product who are trying to sell this product either to us or to another owner. Yeah, I wouldn't want to work for that organization either. Yeah, straight up. I I, I just wouldn't. I, and I all mean, right, look, Vince. So long Vince as you're gonna pay me, I'll show up. And especially look, with bitched, that kind of money, we've bitched about WWE for so long, and we already we've established, well established for a while now, that Vince has not cared. He literally just wants one final payday, and off with the company. Yeah, at least that's what we're thinking, and so he doesn't care. So. And a lot of the we, we we keep talking about Finn Balor, Finn Balor, Finn Balor. At this point 
is just collecting his paycheck and that's sure. it. The, the, I mean, we, we've heard Dean Ambrose it. we've heard Dean Ambrose uh, say he was literally depressed and he had to get out of there. Nothing would stop him from leaving because he mentally he just couldn't do it anymore. You know, so uh, it sucks for a wrestler's morale. Uh, and, you know, people like Kevin Owens is just looking out for his family. He doesn't care. He just goes there. He does whatever. He's doing good. He's, he's entertaining. You know what I mean? He'll do whatever. But he knows he might just get pushed at one point back to just doing nothing. But, hey, I, at least I got a good payday out of it. My family is going to be happy. My son's going to be able to get a great education. Let's go. That's that's you're no longer thinking about the wrestling business now and what you can do for it and how you can help. You're thinking about your future because clearly if anything WWE has shown is there's no future in this federation for anyone with all their firings. So well, yeah, nobody's safe period. I mean, I guess the, uh, Roman Reigns is probably safe. Um, Seth Rollins likely safe but other than that safe for now <laughs> you know what i mean but roman is even we or at least it was rumored roman has even hinted that he might go do movies yeah. and so on i mean define safe are you safe. are you safe if you're stuck somewhere you don't want to be <laughs> Safe from being fired, right? That's what I, all I'm saying is I, I, as of right now, and I will say for now, safe. Um, mm -hmm. Roman Reigns doesn't have to worry about being fired, but he's one of the few, right? I, mm. even with his new contract, I don't think Kevin Owens is safe. No, I, I think, I, I think Kevin Owens is there for as long as. Uh, as long as Vince McMahon feels he's keeping him well, away and, from AEW. Uh, yeah. And again, the, the person who we who brought this up for us was Big E. Okay, so what is Big E's goal? Does he want to be a title holder? Does he want to be um, in the main event picture? But at the end of the day, this is a guy who's been part of a sale uh, of something they were selling us for several years in the New Day. They no longer carry Budios. Um, we only get them in tag title pictures or poorly done or, or a mistake at the Royal Rumble. I mean, is Kofi safe right now? Could Kofi lose his job because of that? Um, you know, there's just... I, I sell. I don't understand not selling what was selling. You know, does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Like, if you own if you own a, a grocery store, and you're selling out of pop tarts, put more pop tarts on the shelves, man. Yeah, I mean, I, and I don't know. Aren't they still one of the biggest uh, draws, though, in the merchandise? Absolutely. Anyways? So, so you know. get them on TV more. Have them be a faction. Have them fight with your other big faction. Yeah, well, I Creative mean, they've done investment. that enough. They've done that enough. New Day and Usa. 
But I'm down to see it again. Just great the tag wrestling. teams, yes. How much would you enjoy seeing Roman and Big E swap titles a couple times? Oh, yeah. I would definitely enjoy that. But it looks like he's been pushed down. They had that opportunity to do that, right? But they didn't go with it. How much would you enjoy seeing Jay beat Big E for the title and then Kofi take it off of Jay and Roman being the tag team? So what? So <laughs> so to to get back to um what I was talking about with the return to the uh T and A, not TNA, T and A um time of WWE. It it was an appearance by and this is the the thing. I don't think she was brought in to wrestle. I think she's a singer who was brought in to be a singer. Um but uh she apparently recorded the new theme song to NXT. And this is not the best picture I found, but it is uh, a picture that I think exhibits exactly what... Uh, Melons! Yeah, what WWE is. I like her hair! Uh, trying to... <laughs> trying to... Because that... um. Like, literally the only comment I saw online, and yes, online can be a shit show, uh, but the yeah. only comments I saw online were about her appearance, and specifically the two. Oh, here's here's another. I don't hear her singing right now, so. Um, um, yeah, well. Well, we also don't want to get copyrighted. So, we're going to stop that. I'm going to go to a different picture that I'm opening. Uh, cause this was the, this was actually the picture. I hope you're wrong and it's, it's actually hers and it's oh natural. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of lift there. You know, if I, there was a lot of lift, but, um, that's, that's not what I wanted. Um, it brought up a video rather than a picture. So I, I gotta go back. Because there's a uh, here. We'll do this. Make sure. Because this is more. The first one of these is the picture that I first caught. Because she was brought out to to sing the new uh, NXT theme song. Um. And um. Um, so yeah, there's a certain amount of lift. I'm not saying there's not, but I'm also saying I'm still fairly confident that there is surgical enhancement on that. And that's fine. I'm not against surgical enhancement, right? I am saying that this is, I think, uh, um, of, of, yeah, the way that NXT is going. This is the sort of image that they're trying to go for. Because Love the Shawn Michaels pants. Um, because she came out and performed, and then this week they had a promo from a wrestler who uh, her gimmick is that she's uh, also a hip-hop singer, and so she's going to feud with this singer, even though this singer is not a wrestler. Um and so whether this singer ever actually wrestles or if it's all going to be 
virtual feud. I don't know, but but um, but I think it's an example of NXT going in a direction that I am not excited for them to go. That's all. Um, it's it, the fact that the only stuff I heard online were about physical features and not about whether she sang well or not is an example of, I think, part of the problem here. Because I, I think they didn't bring her in because she was a great singer. They didn't bring her in. Her name is Ollie J. Um, uh, O-L-L-I-E-J-A-Y-Y. Ollie J. Um, whether... I hope it's just me overreacting to something. Wouldn't be the first time. But uh, for NXT to go so quickly from being the the one part of, a, of WWE that made me excited every week to being the part of WWE that makes me cringe almost the most is indicative of a problem. So... But I guess on that note, we've talked for a little over two hours, uh, rambled on and on about this and that. Um, if you joined us for the live stream, thank you. If you are listening to this, us on a replay, um, either on the video replay or on uh, podcast audio form, thank you for doing that. I, we would appreciate a like, a share, and a subscribe. That's the best way to help us out. Uh, let other people know about us. Let other people know that we are live every Sunday night at 10.30 Central and every Tuesday night at 10.30 Central to talk wrestling and have fun. If you can join us, we're on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch now. Um, join us on there. Join us in the chat. We'd love to have you. Uh, the more the merrier in that way. Um, but yeah, we're going to go ahead and close the book on this uh, today. Um, so yeah, make sure to follow us on the social media. You can follow me at pretty much any place, um, Facebook, Twitter, well, not Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, at Raw and Order WBU. Uh, it's the the Twitch TV, Raw and Order WBU is the handle there. Um, uh, the only place that it's different is it's at Pissant Podcast on Facebook because for some reason or other they wouldn't let me do at Raw and Order WBU. Don't know. Um, but so you can follow us uh, anywhere there. You can follow DA Fabe at... DA Vincent K. Fabe, right, right, right there. You gotta read that right direction. There. Don't read this direction because otherwise it's Ibafkinsinkidvidad. I didn't know you spoke German. <laughs> Nine. <laughs> Damn, you, <laughs> Damn you, Gunther. Damn you, Gunther. Uh, how is and... NXT now, by the way? How is NXT? Like with Gunther, um, he's still a badass. He's still yeah. a badass. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you know, he didn't change who he was. He just now has a dumber name. Okay. Um, but the problem is, I think they're uh, going to give him a three-week push, and then he's going to disappear. Um, and they're going to focus on because their whole thing is trying to focus on the next generation. So Braun Breaker is going to get a big push, and. 
and Carmelo. He's Hayes. had a big push. That dude's good. He's good. He's remarkably good for someone who's as I say, as green in professional wrestling as he is. Um, yeah, he you're never. Yeah, he grew up in it, so you're never really green when it's your background growing up, uh, and you're the son of one of the greatest tag team wrestlers of all time. Um, but and the nephew of the other half of that tag team. Um, But at the same point, the fact that he didn't actively train in wrestling until just now, he's remarkably good for that. Um, But, you know, the fact that they're they're, um, taking established wrestlers like Io Shirai and kind of pushing them to the side uh, in favor of uh, the next generation. They're taking some people. uh, I I wanted to see, uh, what's her new name now? Katie Lee, I think is her name. Um, she she was the one who played the evil um, uh, Asian person bossing around Zaylee's uh, Zaylee's uh, supporter yeah. or whatever. Yeah. She she was she played that character, and then when that all stopped and everything, uh, they brought her back now as this Katie Lee, and she she wrestles in a footy onesie, and her finishing maneuver. Is is a diving? Uh, I'm gonna fall asleep. Uh, thing. It's absolutely hilarious. So I'll give give them that. Um, but it, it's it's a really like uh 180 gimmick change that I wasn't prepared for when I saw. So, uh, but no NXT. I mean, it, it's like I said, it's just the thing I used to be excited for for WWE each week, and now I'm I kind of dread turning it on because I just don't know whether it's gonna be a absolute nightmare fuel for me, but. But anyways, we will be back in a few days with our Fantasy Booking Institute. So um, if you want to join us and challenge us to book some sort of fantasy in the chat, we did it last week. We had a lot of fun with it. So join us, uh, like I said, 1030 Central on Facebook and uh, YouTube and Twitch. Um, so, so join us there. But on that news, we are going to... Oh, uh, make sure to check the links in the doobly-doos for um, the merch store where you can get the hat or the t-shirt or the, the all the stuff like that. We mentioned it before, but it's uh, ronorderwbu at dot myspreadshop.com. Either. Um, we also have a Patreon. You can join there. Links in the doobly-doo. All of that stuff. But the biggest thing, like, share, and subscribe. But on that note, we are going to go ahead and close the book. Thank you all for being here. We will see you soon.